not Pastor Redmond's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you, Father, that we had an opportunity to, to, cel- to celebrate another Thanksgiving day. But, Father, in your mind and in your heart and according to your word, every day should be Thanksgiving. You told us to come into your presence with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And so, Lord, we thank you this morning for an opportunity to come and hear the word. And I pray for every couple that's in this place, those who are members and even those who are just visiting. And, Father, I thank you that the word is going to strengthen them today. It's going to stabilize them. And, it's, Father, it's going to keep them together because your word says a threefold cord is not hardly broken. And so, Lord, I thank you for receptive hearts and open minds to receive the engrafted word. As I decrease now, I thank you for the anointing to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're on our final lesson in our series entitled Survivor. Everybody say Survivor. And because there was so much information to cover, uh, I think the fifth Sunday of every uh, year, every time we have a fifth Sunday is when we're going to do something like this. And I think this was, it it will allow us to minister to to each group in an effective way. Uh, Our lesson title today, if you're taking notes, is honoring your spouse, honoring your spouse. And many times because of consistent bad decisions, poor attitudes, disrespectful actions, and even devil level moments can take a toll on even a God-ordained relationship. How many know that Adam and Eve was a God-ordained relationship? Amen. And this will eventually cause frustration, which can lead sometimes to divorce, separation, isolation, or where two married people are just living a single life. In other words, you're married, but at home, you're just roommates. No amen, but praise the Lord on that anyway. But I believe if you apply today's lesson, it can bring immediate changes in your relationship. Everybody say immediate changes. You know, some things when you start applying, you may not see immediate changes, but what I'm going to talk to you about today, if you start today, your relationship can change. So I want you to find two verses of scripture. I want you to find Ephesians chapter five, verses 29, Ephesians five twenty-nine, And then I want you to find first Peter chapter three, verses seven. That was Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29. And then that was 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 7. 
I heard about a, a lady who was married to a man who was a male chauvinist. Both of them worked full time, but he didn't do anything around the house. Certainly no housework. And so it got to the point where it started frustrating his wife. But one evening she came home and she saw that the children had been bathed. The load of laundry had been washed and some was in the dryer. Dinner was on the stove. There was a beautiful table set with some flowers on the top of it. She was astonished and she immediately began to think, what in the world is going on? And some of you all are probably saying, yeah, I would want to know that too. Well, it turned out that her husband had read a magazine article that said, if you help your wife with the housework, she will be inclined to be more romantic, uh, you know, in the relationship. And so that's why he went ahead and helped. And so the next day, she couldn't wait to tell her girlfriends what happened. She got to work. She said, girl, I got home. The kids had been bathed. The food had been cooked. The table was set. The the clothes had been washed. He even helped with the homework and put them to bed. They said, girl, what happened after that? She was like, it didn't work. He was too tired to do anything. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know they ain't talking about you right there. <laughs> How many know helping your spouse or your wife with, with what, what we call housework can really help you in your relationship? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're talking about honoring your spouse. And we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to look in verse 29. But I want you to consider this question. When something is valuable to you, wouldn't you take care of it? I mean, wouldn't you protect it? Wouldn't you make sure that it didn't get damaged? I mean, some of us may have some jewelry that may be in safe deposit boxes. The only reason we put it there. Is because we want to make sure that that valuable merchandise that we have is in a safe place. Well, in my opinion, that's what we must do in order to honor our spouses. We have to treat them as if they are valuable. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 5, I'm starting in verse 25, and then I'm going to read down to verse 29. It says, husbands... Love your wives. Look at your spouse and say, baby, I love you. Now look at them again and say, show me something then. (laughs) It says, husbands, love your wives even as, watch, watch the contrast, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Let's just stop here before we continue to read. That one verse says that the way a husband should love his wife is the same way that Christ loves the church. Now, as far as I know, I've never seen divorce papers from Jesus to the church. As far as I know, I've never seen Jesus cuss his church out. I've never seen Jesus treat his church 
like it was a second hand anything. And, and what's really sad, and I'll show you uh, here, that some men treat other women better than they do their wives. I just had to let that one sit just a little bit. You know how bees leave, leave a little stinger inside of you? Got to get that stinger out. <sighs> it goes on to say that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself. A what kind of church? A glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be what? Holy and without blemish. So ought, here we go again. So ought men to what? Love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife loves who? Himself. Now we can just stop there and we can just determine how, how, many, how many men really love themselves by how they treat their wives. It says, for no man ever hated his own flesh, but he nourishes it and cherishes it even as the Lord, the church. Everybody say honor. Now, I want you to write this down as a definition. The word honor means precious. It means to esteem to the highest degree. In other words, when you honor your spouse, you should treat nobody other than Jesus better than them. In fact, if, listen, there really should be a mirror between your relationship with God and your relationship with your spouse. When the world sees a Christian marriage, what they really should see is the image of God. When God made man and woman, it says he made them in his image and after their likeness, right? Uh, After his likeness. Well, when the world sees us, they should really see God. Amen. Now, this was interesting. Uh, The Greek word for the word honor in the New Testament was spelled T-I-M-E, time. In other words, the Greek word for the English word honor was time. So one of the ways that you can honor your spouse is to spend some time with them. Amen. Now, there are several ways that you can honor a person. And, and, Let me just give you what this word honor means. It means to treat as valuable. It means to treat with dignity. It means to pay with money. You can't say you're honoring your wife if you're not spending some money on her. Boy, that was a slow rolling amen, wasn't it? kind of silent and then it kind of did it like a wave no that word honor means to pay with money it also means to make important now go to Ephesians chapter 5 look at verse 33 it says nevertheless let every one of you in particular so love his wife now if you notice now The main criteria that it asked a man to do was to love his wife. Did you notice that? 
It said, love them three times here that we've read. It says in verse 33, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife, watch this now. Here's the criteria for her. See that she rever. <laughs> Some of the beat up men was like, come on, when you gonna get to it? Come on, when you gonna get to it? When you gonna get to her? When you gonna get to her? Okay, slow down. I'm gonna get to it. I'm an equal opportunity pastor. <laughs> you made me mess up. Now I have to start over again. <laughs> Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverences her husband. Wow. Now, write down 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. This is what it says. For you are bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. The word price there means honor. In other words, Jesus honored us by dying for us. He saw that we were so valuable that he decided, you know what? They are so valuable to my father that I'm going to die for them. Now, notice here, go to 1 Peter while you're there. Go to 1 Peter. That was the second verse I said. Notice it said there that the wife should reverence her husband. Now, let's just go back and and ask ourselves, what does it mean to really love our wife? It's real easy. To love somebody means that there are three ways you can do it. Or three ways you can honor. You can write this down. Three ways you can honor your spouse. I'm trying to rush because I'm, I'm completely out of time this morning. Praise the Lord. There are three ways to honor your spouse. This is, doesn't matter if they're the, the man or the lady, but this is how you do it. You can honor them God's way. You can honor them your way. And you can honor them their way. Everybody say God's way. Your way. And their way. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 7. It says, likewise, you husbands, live with them. You're talking about your wife. According to knowledge, giving what now? Honor to the wife as unto the what? Weaker vessel. Now, that word weaker doesn't mean necessarily weak, meaning they can't do anything. That word weak means precious. That word weak also means uh, delicate. It's almost like fine china. You know, you don't just treat fine china anyway, anyway, because if you thump it, it may break. Well, he's saying, listen, live with your wife according to knowledge. In other words, know what helps her, know what grows her, know what encourages her. He says, as the weaker vessel, watch this, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, watch this, that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, if I was a man and I wanted to make sure my prayers were being answered, you're the only, listen, the way you do that is just make sure you're loving your wife. Amen. Now, let's keep reading and then I'm going to give you some uh, uh, reasons why people start dishonoring their spouses. In 1 Peter chapter 3, I'm going to start in verse 1 now. It says, are you there? Chapter chapter. 3 verse 
1. I'm in 1 Peter. Hold on just a second. 1 Peter 3, 1. It says, likewise, you wives, be in subjection or submitted to, watch this now, your own husband. So you should not treat your boss at work. I don't care if he's the vice president of the company. You should treat him no better than you treat your husband. Why is it that you can be submitted to your boss, but you can't come home and be submitted to your husband? That's why I like it. It was very specific. He said, be, watch this, subject or submitted to your own husband's. Watch this. Here's why. That if any of your husbands do not obey the word, they also may, without the word, be won by your lifestyle. Now, I'm going to jump down and look at verse 5. For after this manner, in the old times, the holy women also, who trusted in who? God. You cannot be submitted as a woman until you trust God. Now, I'm going to help you all find some of, some of the reasons why it, it's difficult for you to be submitted because you didn't see that growing up. Because mama wore the overalls at home. Now, let me say this. It's okay to be a quiet man, but it's not okay to be a silent man. I'm going to say that again. It's okay to be quiet because that may be your personality. And women, you know, just in natural, talk more than men anyway. You know, after about 100 words, we run out. But they don't start running out until after about 2,000. <laughs> My wife's not here this morning. She's at a soccer game in Florida. So when she listens to that, she's going to get me. I just want you to know that. But here it says, they trusted in God. They adorned themselves being subject in subjection unto their own husband. There we go again. Their own husbands. Don't treat the pastor better than you treat your husband. Even as Sarah, whose daughters you are, calling him Lord. You say, well, I ain't calling him Lord. If anything, I'll call him Lord of the flies. says, calling him Lord, watch this now, because I'm going to show you a principle in this. This is real good. Uh, where did I stop off? Verse 5, or verse 6. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, she obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Now, let me just stop there. Let me explain what happened. In the Old Testament... Abraham had a situation where he was older than Sarah, but Sarah must have been a good looking lady because they went to a city. And before they got there, he said, listen, if they ask you who you are, tell them that you my sister. And the reason he was saying that is so they wouldn't kill him to get her. And that's what they did back in the day. And so when they showed up at this city, this king saw Sarah and liked her. And, of course, she lied like Abraham told her to. And he thought that she was Abraham's sister. Well, watch this. God honored her stance to the point that he caused a whole uh, breakout of, of, 
boils and just diseases to come out on the king's whole household for Sarah's sake. So you say, well, pastor, what do I do if my, my husband not, is not living by the word? Listen, your husband does not have to be saved to be the head of your home. Y'all didn't get that, did you? I said, your husband does not have to be saved to be the head of the home because he's head of the home by role. He's head of the home by appointment. And the way you trust in his leadership is to trust God first. And listen, whenever your spouse is getting off track, one of the easiest ways to to, to make sure they get back on track is to talk to God about them. Do you know God is a better Holy Spirit than you? Some of you all are miss Holy Spirit. Amen. Just talk to God. It goes on to say that they can be won by the conversation or the, 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 the way that person lives, the way that woman lives. He can be won. In other words, he should not even have to read the Bible and look at your life and go, man. God is real. Because how many know as a man, you know when you acting up. Come on now, we, is it, I'm, I'm only by myself. I know I when I be acting up. So here's the question, which I am, I'm out of time. Can I just go over a little bit? Here's, here's, here's. Some reasons why people start dishonoring. Because, see, you didn't start out like that. When you all were dating, oh, man, you were pulling her chair out. <laughs> scooting it back up there. Putting a napkin in her lap. Making sure that the car was clean when she got in there. It might have been raggedy, but it was clean on the inside. I mean, you made sure that, you know, you didn't do things that were, you know, manly in front of her. You didn't burp out loud in front of her. You didn't do that. I mean, you were on your best behavior. What happened? Some people start dishonoring because of how they were raised. You were raised to disrespect men. You were raised to disrespect women. Some people... Start dishonoring because of how they were treated. Whether it was being treated in this relationship or a previous relationship. And sometimes this is why as single people you have to get healed before you get married. Because if not, you will carry that unhealed state over into marriage. Amen. Here's another reason why. I believe here's the main one why people start dishonoring their spouse. is because they just got too comfortable. You just have gotten too familiar. You have forgotten that you're still married to the king's son or daughter. I mean, think about it. If you went out with Prince Charles, if he was your husband, you wouldn't be passing gas in the bed. (laughs) We'll probably edit that out of the CD. But some of y'all are doing that. I mean, you didn't do that when you first got married now. I mean, you made sure you, you, you went to bed, you brushed your teeth. I mean, you and her, you, listen, 
You just made sure everything was good. You know why? Because you wanted to make sure that they were okay. But now you've gotten so comfortable. You don't care how your breath smells. Hey, baby. Woo! (laughs) When you honor your spouse God's way, this is when you make what's valuable to God valuable to you. I'm going to say that again. When you honor your spouse God's way, it's when you make what's valuable to God valuable to you. Amen. And and here's the thing. If what you would do, if it would dishonor God, then it's going to dishonor your spouse. So the way you can know whether or not what you're going to do is going to honor your spouse or not, just ask yourself, would this dishonor God? In other words, the the scripture says, can two people walk together unless they're in agreement? So if you are about to make a decision that your spouse is not in agreement with, then that means you're not in agreement with scripture. If you're not in agreement with scripture, you're not in agreement with God. And if you're not in agreement with God, you're not, watch this, honoring God. And if you're not honoring God, you're not honoring your spouse. Y'all got it. Here's the the other way. You can honor your spouse your way. Meaning, you treat your spouse like you want them to treat you. I mean, if you want them to call you honey and sweet cakes, then then find out a name that they want you to call them. Other than the other names you've been calling. I mean, treat them like, watch this, not just how you want to be treated, but also how you know they want you to treat them. Amen. Treat them your way. In other words, if you like flowers, they may not like them. Buy them anyway. Buy them something. Buy what they like. Which goes into honoring your spouse their way. Ask them, baby, what can I do to honor you? I asked my wife. I said, baby, what can I do to honor you? She said, talk more about me in your messages. (laughs) Now, y'all took that wrong now. I mean, in a good way, you know. Like, say nice stuff, you know. And so I'm going to make sure that, you know, when I do my testimonies and, and all that, that she's in there because I want her to feel like I'm honoring her. If she said buy her some flowers, I'd buy flowers. But she said, you know, I just want. And see, I'm, the reason I'm saying it out loud, because now I'm being accountable to everybody. Amen. So you honor them their way. Go home today. And this is why I say you can activate this today. Ask yourself, what can I do? Now, don't give them this long laundry list. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> no, why don't you just give them the top three right now? Don't overwhelm them. Just give them the top three. You know, uh, you could really honor me by... Uh, Bringing me lunch at work once a week or once a month. or You can honor me by not arguing in front of the kids. You can, you can honor me. Whatever they, they feel, whatever it is. Because what really counts is if they feel you're honoring them. Whether you think you're doing it or not. Because you, know, you, you can think you're doing something and you're really not doing it. 
Amen. Now, uh, oh Lord. Okay, let me give you some things real quick on what to do to honor. Number one, focus on the strengths of your spouse and then compliment their weaknesses. Don't talk about their weaknesses. Because, see, most of y'all are opposites anyway. Because, see, opposites attract. That's just the way it is. Well, focus on their strengths. In other words, look at what they do well. And then compliment or assist their weaknesses. If they're not a planner, help them plan. Amen. Number two, compliment them on something every day. This is simple stuff. Listen, I, now, some of y'all are going to be like, well, I wonder what he want now. He just, he just said he liked me in that dress. No, no, he's just following the instructions. <laughs> Compliment your spouse on something every day. I don't care how old you are. Now, make sure now, you, you know, you can, don't be saying, girl, your gray hair looks good. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure if that one would work. But compliment your spouse on something every day. Number three, go back to when you were dating. You know, what What if you didn't have kids? You all probably wouldn't have nothing to say to each other. Go back to when you were dating. Number four or number five, be slow to speak, slow to wrath. In other words, don't just look for an argument. If it's not worth the fight, don't pick it. Some things you're just going to have to get over. Some things, that's just your spouse. You know, I, I have gotten over the fact that my wife and my kids or kid then, heaven, they don't believe in cutting off lights. It's just not in their system. I mean, I remember, listen, let me tell you something. That used to frustrate me. I'd come home. Nobody's there. And all the lights was on. I, you know what I used to do? This is how silly I was. I would count how many lights were on. One, two, three, four, five, six. I go, and then I'd go cut them all off. And then when she come home, I'd say, babe, do you know you left the lights on? And then, you know, her normal response was, I did? I said, yeah, you left 15 lights on. I just want, but you know what? I just, uh, I, I don't even care anymore. Because it's not worth the frustration. It, it ain't costing you that much more anyway. It's like people when they ride and it's 100 degrees outside and they got the windows down. Talking about I'm trying to save some money from the air condition. It's not really saving you that much gas. I don't know where we bought that from. Just roll them up, cut the air on. I would rather run out of gas with some air. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. Then to be sweating bullets. By the time you get to your interview, you know. Here's the last one. I got some other stuff, but I, I, I got to stop because I'm way over time. So forgiveness because one day you're going to need it. You hear what I said? So forgiveness because one day you're going to need it.
Now, what do you do if your spouse is not honoring? Just express your concern to them in a calm manner. If you have to calm down from when they did it, just go back the next day and say, hey, babe, you know, when you said this, when you did this, you know, make sure you're able to give them an example. But just be calm because the Bible says, you know, uh, uh, if you if you a calm voice brings down wrath, you know, so don't go in yelling and screaming. And then you continue to honor, even if they don't do it, you continue to honor just like Sarah did with Abraham. And then if they just uh, just acted, I mean, bad, just give them over to God. I'm going to tell you something. When you give your spouse over to God, let me tell you how to do that. Just say, Lord, listen, I've been trying my best to work with, with, you know, Bob. I've done everything you've asked me to do, and he's still cussing me out like I'm a sailor. So, Lord, I give him and his cussiness over to you now. You deal with him. Let me tell you something. Boy, ain't nothing like God dealing with a man. And ain't nothing like, God, nothing like God dealing with a woman. So I want you to stand up. Because we are just gone. Did y'all get something? Oh, Lord. I didn't even over-prepare either. I, I didn't really. We just, I just was talking too much. We're going to do some short vows. I want you to turn around to your spouse. Turn to your spouse. Yeah, we're going to do it right today. Mm-hmm. We late, but we're going to do it anyway. I want you to hold your spouse's hand. My wife and I, we swapped out. I was in Orlando this week with Heaven with a soccer tournament, so she swapped out with me on yesterday. All right. Today, I am uh, joining or renewing the commitments of all of these couples in holy matrimony. Someone say amen to that. There are five C's that can help your relationship be better. The first one is Christ-centeredness. In other words, you need to make sure Jesus is in the middle of your relationship. Number two is covenant. A covenant cannot be broken. A contract can, but a covenant can't. Number three is communication. Make sure you talk about things. Even if you don't feel like it, make sure you talk about it. Because the only way... uh, for self-interpretation to disappear is for you to talk about it. Number four is compromise. Because if one person wins, both people lose. Number five is commitment. Say commitment. And commitment, you're saying, hey, I'm going to work this out. I don't care how tough things get. We're going to make it work. And then I'm going to add a bonus C for some of the men. It's cheaper to keep them. Amen. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to answer it with saying I do. I want you to look at your spouse and I want you to, uh, I want to ask you, do you take your spouse, this is to the men, to be your lawful wedded wife, to comfort her, honor her, and keep her forsaking all others and keeping yourself unto her as long as you both shall live? You answer by saying, I do. I do. All right, this is to the women. Do you take your husband to be your lawful wedded husband to comfort him, to honor him, and keep him forsaking all others and keeping yourself unto him as long as you both shall live? And you answer by saying, I do. Now, men, I want you to repeat after me, but I want you to say it to your wife. Say, I accept you as my precious gift from God. I will enjoy you. Be one with you as Christ is one with the Father. 
I recognize my responsibility as the head of the home, even as Christ is the head of the church. I therefore give myself to you to love you, care for you, support you, provide for you, and nurture you. I commit to bless you, pray for you, and provide for you. According to God's word, we will live in health, peace, and prosperity as we obey him. And to this, I make my pledge. Now, to the women, I want you to say this. I accept you as my precious gift from God. I will enjoy you. Be one with you. As Christ is one with the Father. I will respect you. Love you. Esteem you. And admire you. According to God's word, we will live in health, peace, and prosperity. As bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, I will never forsake you or leave you. And to that, I make my pledge. Now, I want you to take off each other's wedding ring. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Yeah, I know we out of time, but I might as well just do it since I'm already out, I'm already out there. I might as well just finish. I want you to give him your ring and I want you to give her your ring. Now, I'm starting with the men first. I want you to take her ring and put it halfway on her ring finger. Don't put it all the way on. Put it halfway on. All right. We just had a ring bearer right there. All right. <laughs> put it up. Is it halfway on? All right. I want you to look at her and I want you to say this. I give you this ring as a sign of my love and faithfulness. Now put it on her finger all the way. Now, ladies, I want you to take his ring. I want you to put it halfway on his ring finger. It ain't time to kiss a bride yet. Hold on. (laughs) I want you to look him in his eyes and say, I give you this ring as a sign of my love and faithfulness. Now, I want you to look at each other. And in as much as me having the power invested in me by the state. And by the Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of all of you all, as friends and as godly people, I now pronounce you or re-pronounce you as husband and wife and whom God has joined together. Let no man or situation pull you apart. You may kiss the bride.